Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Still City Muscle Podcast. It's your boy, Big Lou. Episode 9, the remix. Um, I'm not sure if you heard this podcast. I did record it last night, but I got to re-record it because I felt like I could do better. Um, I felt like the topics were amazing, but they needed to be delivered better. Um, you can find me on Instagram, 412stillcitymuscle. You can email me at 412stillcitymuscle at gmail.com for questions or if you collaborations, if you want to be on a podcast or topics you want me to talk about on a podcast. Um, let's help this thing grow. Um, SCM Nation, Still City Muscle Nation is what I created. Um, it's a mindset. It's not. You know, I don't want to try to be corny or gimmicky. It's a mindset. It, it and, and what it states is, is that we're able to be raw and uncut and talk about anything, all things, and be objective about it and not take offense to it. Let's talk about the stuff that people are thinking about. Um, they argue about in their intimate conversations with their loved ones, friends or whatever, but let's have those conversations and let's dive into them. You know, and those that know me, you know that this is how I talk all the time. I pride myself on that. And because whether you like me or hate me, I'm cool with it. either one, but you'll never be able to say, oh, he's fake. Or those are my friends who are listening to this podcast and you know, eh, that's how you talk. Like, you'll know that that's me, you know? Um, so reach out, help the, help the podcast grow, share, you know, let people know where to come find us, come listen to us. And, and, and I'm going to have a lot of guests on, um, I'm in the works of doing that right now. I got some friends lined up that, that want to be on a podcast just to talk, man. Like, let's talk about this uncomfortable conversations, man. And with that being said, we're going to dive right into it. There's a lot of things that the country is going through right now. Um, a lot of hot topics and things like that. You know, and I, I normally try to avoid being political, but we're going to have to, you know, dive into that today because there was a huge, huge, huge court case that the Supreme Court judged on recently, um, Roe versus Wade, and have a lot of opinions about that. A lot of, I think, insight um, or perspective that I feel like most people won't give you. So I'm going to give you to you here. This is what we do. Um, so let's dive right into it. So Roe versus Wade basically said that um, overturning it, um, it kind of made me think like, Initially, it made me think about the power of the government. They have way too much power. And if you go back and, and, and think about and Google the creation of the government, they were not created to be this powerful. They were created to be small. And to do what's best for the masses, you know, and, and, and when you think about that, let's say. You know, you got to put yourself in position of if you were in control of over 300 million people, um, how would you create laws? How would you decide on, you know, issues of rights and things that um, are working 
and are not working, things that need to be changed and things that need to be elaborated on. You know, how would you attack that? So Roe versus Wade, um, I have a lot of issues with this um, being overturned. Um, so let's get right into it. Like I said, the power perspective of it, the fact that they feel like they have the power to talk about human rights is insane to me. At the end of the day, let's look at what it is. The It's a lot of old people on the Supreme Court. Nobody there is under 60 years old. Not one. It's a bunch of old people telling everybody what they should do or the mindset they need to have for the masses of 300 million people plus. Put that in perspective. Because if we went back to caveman times, we're survival of the fittest. Nobody over 60 is even getting listened to. We're not even listening to them. But for some reason, some way, somehow, we allow these people to run us. Meanwhile, fall short at taking care of us. Let's talk about it because that's that's the truth. Okay? So that's the first point. Second point is this. Let's dive into abortion. What is abortion? Abortion is 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 getting rid of a of a created fetus. Okay? But the problem is when you like I said with the laws of the government the whole thing is that they're supposed to create laws that are universal that cater to the popular opinion. Well, if you do the numbers and you look by the statistics, the 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 popular opinion of abortion is that it should be a woman's right. Period. Is there a demographic that disagrees? Absolutely. But they're not the masses. They're not that's not the norm. That's not the the popular opinion. And my thing is this there are variables to abortion. Circumstantial. Abortion is circumstantial, just like killing is. Okay? The majority of the United States population will agree killing is wrong. Absolutely. But there's always a but. I can give you a scenario where everybody and it will become popular opinion would agree that killing is, is okay. If I said you have a gun, you're a gun owner, or if you're not, an intruder breaks into your house and you have a family. You have a spouse, a couple kids, maybe a dog. An intruder with a weapon breaks into your home. You mean to tell me you wouldn't justify and this person is is willing to use that weapon on you and you come face to face with them. What's the first thing you're going to want as a weapon? Because you're going to want to be able to defend yourself. Somebody broke into your house, threatens the life of your your, your spouse and your kids and your dog or whatever. You're going to be okay with whatever happens after that. You're going to be okay with that. And and you won't be viewed as a killer. You won't even see yourself as a killer. But you'll be okay with that. Because it's a circumstantial topic. Same thing with abortion. I'll give you scenarios where the majority, not everybody, will believe it's okay. 
A young lady gets raped against her will. She's a virgin. Never had kids before, never had sex before, nothing. She's raped brutally and beaten. And she gets pregnant. You mean to tell me that she shouldn't have the right to decide to abort? That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Now, let's go, you know, let's play devil's advocate. There is another demographic of women who are abusing abortions. And I agree. They are. I've seen them. I've I've done security for professional athletes. And there's a demographic of women that are out there trying to get impregnated by professional athletes just to feel like they have a sense of security earned to secure their life. That's real. Like that happens. We can't say or act like whores and groupies don't exist when they do. I've done security for them. I've, I've seen it. They come out the woodworks. Just to see these men. And they throw themselves out them. And I've seen it. I've seen it. So we're not going to address those women. We're not going to talk about those type of women either. And the problem is, is that good women don't talk about these women. Only unless it becomes relevant in their life and these type of women are going after their men. But there's women out there who do that or who are very promiscuous because prostitution is real, who are out there going going and getting plan B's and abortions like they're going through a drive through window. Like that's real. It's happening. We can't act like it doesn't happen. That's the problem. We're ignoring that there's a demographic of of bad people who are doing bad things and nobody wants to talk about it. Why not? I don't understand that. Because, and I bring those women up for this reason. Because a lot of people who are pro-life have brought up the, the argument saying, oh, well, you know, give those kids up for adoption. Put them in foster care. Well, what they don't know is that that foster care system is good. The adoption system is broken. I, I ask you to consider this. And you're talking to a person who's been through that system. You got a chance. You're playing Russian roulette with these kids. Let's say you let that kid be born, come to term, and then you put them in foster care. There's a 50-50 chance they're going to be in a good foster home or a bad foster home. And the bad ones are the ones still abusing these kids, still raping these kids, still mistreating these kids, or getting just getting them just so that they can get paid to get them because they do get paid. Foster, being a foster parent is not free. You're okay playing Russian roulette with that? You're okay with the child coming to term and being born to be put in a life like that? Because guess what? The types of kids that are out there doing these mass shootings and things that are disturbed. I've literally seen foster children come into homes with crack in their system. Broken homes. Kids come up with parents who gave them up, who don't want them. That child deserves to be not wanted. And you think they're going to be okay by strangers taking care of them? All right. Well, here's another, here's another aspect of abortion that people don't want to talk about. 
there's no, the man has no say so in that scenario. A baby's created by a man and a woman, period, end of the day. Women don't make babies, they're incubators. Men put the babies in the women, they incubate them, they, they grow in inside of them, they have a baby. Okay, cool. Why does the man have zero opinion and perspective about what happens? Zero? Because he's, if you, if we're going to go by percentages, he's 50 50 in the creation. He's 50 50. Why aren't there, where I, I think there should be regulations as far as like, okay, why, if there's a, a man and a woman, why doesn't a woman have to get consent from the man to have an abortion? Because here's a demographic of women, again, that doesn't get talked about. And I want, I would love to discuss it with, Good women, because good women act like these women don't exist, but they do. There are there are actually women out there, I promise you, who get pregnant by a man. The man wants to have the child, and the woman doesn't, and she aborts. I want one good woman to tell me that that's right. I would love to hear her opinion. Because I, I don't think there's any women out there who would agree with that. I, I listened to a story where a woman did that and had four abortions behind her husband's back, who his whole thing was he was striving to have a child. And he thought something was wrong and they just weren't successful. He thought they weren't having enough sex. They weren't. Doing, he thought something was wrong. She meanwhile, she got pregnant four times, had an abortion four times. He had no say so in it. So I want to know from the good women, do women like that? We're, we're not going to ignore the fact that those type of women exist because they shout equality. You want equality, but equality is circumstantial. You want equality when it comes to choosing for abortions or not. But yet again, you're, you're for the man not having an equal opinion in that. How does that work? How the hell does that work? And, you know, a lot of stuff that I say, people think I'm misogynistic. I'm not. I'm not. At all. I call out bad men and bad women. I don't care what gender you are. There's good and bad of both. It it exists. And I think it needs to be talked about. That way we can eliminate and know how to deal with them. That's all I'm saying. I'm calling them out. And a lot of men stay away from talking about bad women because they all they heard is happy wife, happy life. All they heard was, you know, when we're the hunters, they're the hunted. They have leverage. And there's women out there that abuse that leverage. And I'm not going to allow people to act like that doesn't exist because it does. It just does. But back to Roe versus Wade. It's wrong that we have a country now that thinks they can tell women who've been raped, who have an ectomic pregnancy, that they don't have the right to choose. That's wrong. You know. And I brought up the differences between men and women. And that brings me to my next topic. I just I heard a topic on on I think it was a breakfast club, a breakfast club or another podcast about this 
young lady. Her name is Maya Khalifa. And this is just to go back to prove about the leverage that women have. And a woman, here's an example of a woman who takes advantage of it. She said, and I quote, I quote, men are easy. She said, I've never, ever, ever not gotten what I want from a man. I've never not gotten the man that I wanted. And this is where I feel like between men and women, women don't understand rejection like men do. They don't have a clue. They don't have a clue. Because because men and women don't deal with rejection the way men do. Men deal with rejection from a fraction perspective. A man goes out that night, he says, oh, you know what? I've talked to 10 women. I got two phone numbers. I'm good. That's a good night. Two numbers is 20%, bro. But that's how a man looks at it. A woman will go out and know she's going to get 10 for 10. You don't face rejection the same. Men and women do not face rejection the same. And that's just a fact. And no woman will deny that because... Again, like I said, one is the hunter, one is the hunted. When you're hunted and you know you're hunted to your benefit, which means it's for a positive thing. You know you have leverage. And there's women out there who take advantage of it. And and I try to act like, you know, men aren't aware of that, but they are. Because men, some men don't care. They just want to they just want to beat their average. They just want to have a good fraction. That's it. But let's not act like and I'm and again, I'm not talking about good women. So exclude them from the conversation. We're not talking about y'all. We're talking about bad women. You're a bad woman if you sit there and you walk around with that mindset that this young lady said. She said it. I quoted her. Let's talk about her. Why does she have that mindset? Okay. The problem that I have with, you know, not the problem, but the thing about good women is this. Everybody wants you. All men. If you had to do a scale from one to 10 to scale men, all one through 10, all want a good woman. It's not the same. It's not the same with women. Verse to men. It's not, you know, women, some women want a high value man. Some women don't. Some women want to be that alpha. Some women want what they can control, what they can benefit from. That Women look for a situation where they benefit the most from. Man will take what he can get. If a man is a four or a five or a six, he's going to take whatever he can get. If he can get to 10, great. He ain't expecting it. If he gets somebody else on his level, great. He's just happy to not be alone. Women don't think like that. There's a demographic of women out there. They're like, no, I'm not taking nothing less than X, Y, and Z. Eight, nines. They're not taking nothing less. I'm just saying they're different. And we can't ignore the fact that they are. But this chick right here, She deserves to be humble and she's probably never been with a high value man because at the end of the day, a high value man and a high value woman are 
have a lot of similarities in common, actually, because they're the profile. They're the one who's desired. They're the one who's wanted. They got the good job, the degree, the money, the, the status, the body structure, the, the, the looks. They think alike. And the problem was where they don't, they rarely meet is because everybody wants them and they're not chasers. They're not predators. Good men don't chase. Good women don't chase either because good women feel like I'm the catch. Well, so do good men. And good women don't understand that good men think that way. So them two never, they rarely cross paths. And we got to get out of mindset. I hate the fact that there's a lot of women out there who will see a man that they want. Know they like them, know they're compatible, and they still won't chase them or not chase them. They still won't go after them just because of, oh, I'm a woman. He's a man. That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. So you would pass up happiness just because of your gender? What you believe the gender role should be? That's stupid. Because a man don't think like that. A man thinks, yo, bro, I like her. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go after her. Period. She's compatible. She's pretty. She's this. And she, I got to go get her. I'm going to do that. It needs to be more balanced and more fair. If you like what you like, ladies, at the end of the day, go get it. Go get it in a respectful, appropriate way. Like, go get it. Go make it happen. There's nothing wrong with that. Because I'll tell you this. If you are successful, you're successful. Your homegirls ain't going to clown you for getting a good dude. It's not going to happen. Just like for good, just like men. If a good man gets a woman, a good woman, his friends ain't going to clown him for that. They don't care how you got her. Just like your homegirls won't care how you got the dude. They don't care. You got him. You got a good man. We got to understand that. You know, and that brings me to my next point. The, the level of sexual control that's out there to me is insane. It's insane. Because I'll tell you this. I would rather be single than cater to this shit. It's not 50-50. Meanwhile, it should be. Men and women, we both want each other. It's, oh, I don't need a man. Oh, I don't need a woman. Why is there campaigns to do that? For what? Because at the end of the day, if you had a choice between being in a happy relationship with the opposite sex or being alone, you're going to choose to be happy. And I said happy. I don't care if you doubt it or not. I'm just being honest. If you had a choice between being happy with the opposite sex of your preference or being alone. You're not choosing to be alone. You're not. The level of sexual control is insane. Whether you got insecure men trying to control their women or you got women thinking that just because they walk around with something that men desire or they're attractive that they can control men. That's not... That's not okay. It needs to be 50-50. Love is a mutual word. It's an inclusive word. 
which means we both want it. You can't love somebody and they not love you back. That's not how it works. Love means we're in love. We're in it. We're both in it. If not, you just have high infatuation for each other. That's it. That, that, that's the truth. So the fact that I despise people that use, you know, women that use sex as a, as a tool to control their men or men that use money to control women, that, that level of control by the sexes is insane. And that needs to change, you know, and the alpha women out there trying to be men, stop it. There is a such thing called penis envy. If you've ever taken a psychology course, you know what it is. Because that's circumstantial. And I said this on a podcast before. Like I said, you cannot want equality only when it benefits you. But then when it's in a scenario where you're inferior, you don't want it. So you, my wife, somebody breaks into our house and oh, now all of a sudden you you don't want to be equal. You're going to tell my big ass to get up and go handle that. Well, where's the equality then? Where's it at? Again, circumstantial. And I'm not trying to bash women. I'm talking about the bad women. And, and the bad men are just as bad. They're just as bad. Bro, learn how to fucking cook. Learn how to clean. Learn how to help your woman do those things. Like, learn. If you're into the bargain as you take out the goddamn trash, make sure that trash is taken out. That shouldn't be a conversation, a debate. No. Do your job. Do your role. You know? There's too much things that have become the norm that are negative that we got to eliminate. And the only way to eliminate them is to talk about them. And that's why this podcast is here for that. And it's open doors to anybody that wants to discuss this stuff. You know, I feel like a lot of these topics need to be tackled, approached and resolved. Because there's no resolutions. And then it's like, it's a res, it's like a revolving door. And that's a problem to me. Because at the end of the day, and those who know me know this is how I talk. Like this is, I'll say, I say I've said some of these things to people face to face. And they look at me and laugh like, oh, this nigga's crazy. No, I'm not. This is, this, these are my opinions. This is how I feel. And, and I'm saying it not to get attention or nothing. I'm saying it. With intent to learn, get information, and and to adapt. And I think a lot of a lot of men and women don't do that. They just say, "Oh, this is how a man is supposed to be. This is how a woman is supposed to be." And they go from there. No, let's talk about it. You know, I saw a disturbing. Um, story earlier today actually like two hours ago um on twitter in the state of texas they're literally trying to pass 
a law or change the curriculum um, in Texas education. A lady um, from name is Sherry Matula, S-H-E-R-R-I-E-M-A-T-U-L-A on Twitter. Check her out. She made a post. That the Texas Education Agency is proposing to the State Board of Education to change the word slavery to involuntary relocation in the textbooks. Oh, you got, I thought it was a joke. Involuntary relocation. So first of all, the first thing that comes to mind is was it involuntary relocation? Absolutely. But was there more to it? Yeah. It wasn't just relocation. There was more to happen. But you're basically admitting to me that you're ashamed of your ancestors' history. So you don't want to teach the dark side of white people's, you know, history. But we proactively as African-Americans want to teach our youth, our history, the good and the bad so that we can have a productive future. Well, I think it was, was it Thomas Jefferson always said, if you, if you know, if you ignore history, you're deemed to repeat it. Well, you got my word. I'm pretty sure slavery ain't coming back. That's not happening. So they do it systematically for a reason. But the guts, the audacity uh, to, to, to put that statement out there into the world is insane to me. Like, that's a whole new level. And I've always said, like, you know, not that I respect, but I understand open racist. Because at least I know who you are, what you are, how to deal with you. The closet racists are the problem they're the ones who are in power who are this who are that and doing things behind the scenes they're the ones saying i'm not racist but meanwhile at home talking to their loved ones they are or talking to themselves they are they're the worst of the worst if you if you ask me at least the open it's up, bam, cool. I, I can identify who you are. I know how to deal with you. But there's some level of respect that comes like, oh my goodness, I don't, you know, I don't like what you like, but bro, man, I don't like the fact that you racist, but at least you honest. At least you're honest. Well, you know, say I, I don't like it, but man, I at least you're honest. You know. Um, that story struck me, man. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Like, I didn't even think ever in my lifetime, and I'm 39, that I would ever hear anybody, you know, that had anything to do with a position of power, dealing with education, to try to change the wording of slavery. That's insane to me. Those are the type of people we talk about mentally ill people. Guess what? Just because they're they're powerful, they're wealthy and they're financially OK or they're accomplished does not mean they're not mentally OK. There are some mentally ill people out there who are in positions of power that need to be stopped. They got to be stopped. 
Because they're, man, it's unbelievable. My preference when I started this podcast was to always, you know, leave on a high note, leave with some motivation, um, even though I don't believe in, you know, motivation all like that because it's a temporary emotion. But leave with a mindset. I would say that. We're never going to call it motivation. A drive. We'll leave with a drive, a positive drive. And I thought about some things this week as I was training, dieting. Um, I stepped it up a level this week. You know, um, I'm proud of myself for doing so. Um, I, I, I said in a previous podcast to challenge yourself, have a daily challenge. Um, and that's important. That's very, very important. Now what I want you to do, because um, it's, it's the consistent day-to-day residual work that will allow you to improve. And I want you to chase progress and consistent progress and sometimes that progress um, can start from a question and I, I want you to have a question and it's not a daily thing but it's something that you definitely need to have you need to ask yourself why why we all know the who what where when and why but let's ask, let's we'll start with the why. And we'll go back to the other ones in other, other podcasts, other episodes. Let's ask why. And what I mean by that is, why am I doing what I'm doing? Why are my goals what they are? Why am I who I am? Why am I not better? Why am I not stronger? Why am I not faster? Why am I not smarter? What's your Why? What's your why? Like, why do I do what I do? Like, when you're able to answer those questions, like, if why you do what you do is your family, if why you do what you do is your spouse, is your parents, is your sister, your brother, your cousin, your friends, the challenge that I challenge you to do is I want you to think of those people Think of your why when you're faced with adversities. Why you don't feel like going and driving to work every day. Why you don't feel like going to the gym. Why you don't feel like... And then, because you, you have to answer that question, why? What's my why? Like, my why is my daughter, period. My daughter is the reason why I want to progress. Because of the potential... To make her life better is my why. It's why I'm going to do the podcast. Why I'm going to work jobs. Why I'm going to do whatever I have to do to make her life better. That's my why. So when I don't feel like going to work security, when I don't feel like going to work, when I don't feel like going to the gym, when I don't feel I ask myself, why am I doing this? My daughter's future is my why. What's your why? What is it? And you answer that question. And once you answer that question and you have an answer to that question, when you don't feel like doing something, I want you to ask yourself, is my why more important than the fact that I don't feel like doing this? Is my why more important than why I don't want to go to work, than why I don't want to go to the gym? 
then why I don't want to go to the grocery store, why I don't want to take care of myself to be present for that person. What's your why? Figure it out. Figure it out. I'm trying to get better at doing podcasts. I feel like the best way I can do that is to just be brutally honest. Talk about the things that I actually think. I think there's a lot of genuineness that, that that's not present at a lot of podcasts. A lot of them try to do it like TV broadcasted shows. Podcast should be you talking, you know, in a freestyle manner. That's what it should be. That's what I think it should be. That's what SCM Nation is about. That's what the podcast is going to be about. I want you guys to go to the YouTube channel, 412 Still City Muscle. Listen to the podcast. Like, share, subscribe. So you know when these new ones are coming. We're going to have a lot more coming more frequently. And I'm excited to do so. Um, I want to talk to a lot of people in the industry that I work in. A lot of people in the club industry. You know... Um, the club I work at, Cosmo, on Carson Street in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Check it out. Come see us. We do every weekend. Uh, I'm trying to get some more security that I do security with on bartenders, bottle service girls, club owners, for goodness sakes. To get their perspectives and how they view the industry. I want other professional athletes on and how they view their industry. Because I guarantee you they have insight that most people wouldn't even think that wow, that's how they thought. Yeah, it exists. I'm gonna reach out to as many people as possible. As possible. But man, this has been a pleasure. Um, like I said, I redid this podcast. I actually recorded it yesterday, but I wasn't happy with it. I didn't think you guys deserved it. I think you guys deserved a better product, a better podcast. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. Let's talk about it. Let's say email me 412 still city muscle at Gmail. Um, let's talk about if you want to be on a podcast. Like I said, I'm mobile. I, I can do it on my phone. I can do it on my Chromebook. You know, we can do it. I'm willing to do it anywhere. I keep my equipment with me just in case. If you just want to come on and talk shit, if you want to promote something, let's do it. I'm going to be hitting up um, other clubs, club managers, club owners to see what they want to do as far as, um, you know, promoting their club and giving insight. But again, it's your boy, Big Lou, um, Still City Muscle Podcast, and I'm out. Holla, y'all.